Welcome to the Faith Renewed Podcast. I'm Pastor Terry Rogers, and I want to thank you for listening to this message. If you want to learn more about Faith Renewed, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. So good to see you this morning. I'm so glad you're here. Man, turn around and tell about two or three people. Say, I'm glad you're here today. Would you do that? Would you tell about two or three people that you're glad they're here today? Oh, man, I love it. What a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful 11 a.m. service this morning. I'm so glad you're here. If this is your first time with us at Faith or New Church, I know you've been greeted and welcomed, but I personally want to say again how grateful I am that you're here today, thankful that God sent you. And just as a church family, can we let our first-time guests know we love and appreciate them this morning? Yeah, come on. Make yourself at home. If you have not already stopped by the Connections area, we would love for you to do that. Have a gift for you. Just want to get to know you a little better, so please stop by if you would. And uh, you at home, I just always want to address and let our online family know we love, appreciate them, wish you were with us, but so glad you tuned in this morning. And uh, comment, let us know where you're at today. We always love to know where you're worshiping from. It's just, as a Again, just to see the connections, to see how God uses technology. Amen. Isn't there enough bad stuff being done with technology? Is it not cool to think about, man, right now the gospel can go anywhere in the world right now? I love that. I just think that's so cool. We're going to redeem some of that stuff for the kingdom. Amen. But I'm so glad you're here. If you have your Bible, if you would, grab it if you would, and go with me to Judges chapter 6. Judges chapter 6. Yeah. Um. Anybody been enjoying the Old Testament? I really have, man. Uh, we this is uh, we've been hanging out here. Of course, there'll be some New Testament passages as well, but I've been enjoying seeing some of these stories that again in Scripture. So much we can draw from that, and it just beautifully works with the New Testament. They don't contradict each other in any way, and uh, again, work beautifully together. But I'm in Judges chapter six today, and um, I'm going to read and. Uh, verses 22 through 24. If you're turning there, we can also, uh, if you don't know, we have the YouVersion Bible app that we use here. Great app. If you're not familiar with that, it's uh, on your digital device. Click more than events there, and you'll actually be able to see right there in the palm of your hand the passages, points, things that I, I'm going to be sharing with you. We take the word that serious. We want you just to get it and, and again, just to get that word in your heart. But, um, in Judges chapter 6, this is a cool passage. I'm going to read. We're going to hang out in 6 for a while. So even after I read these couple of verses, um, just keep your Bible open to Judges 6. That's where we're going to hang out at for a little while this morning. But um, if you have it, say, I have it. Let's read it then. It says in verse 22, Now Gideon perceived that he was the angel of the Lord. Like, not himself, but he saw the angel of the Lord. And so Gideon said, Alas, O Lord God. For I have seen the angel of the Lord face to face. Then the Lord said to him, peace be with you. Anybody use some peace this morning? Peace be with you. Do not fear. You shall not die. So Gideon built an altar there to the Lord and called it, The Lord is peace. To this day, it is still in Ophrah of the Abyssalites. The Lord is peace. 
Can we talk to Jehovah Shalom this morning together? Father, we just come to you this morning so thankful. God, so thankful, so blessed, so honored to be able to just gather with people of faith, Lord, and just learn more about you, Lord, to share, Lord, your truth, Lord, in this room today. And I pray, God, that you'll just speak to every heart today, every mind. And I just thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do. I thank you for the peace that's going to be released in this house today. And that all anxiety leaves, all fear is gone, all anxiety has to take a back seat today as we release now your shalom in this house in the name of Jesus. And church, would you say it with me? Amen, amen, amen. Fist bump somebody one more time and just say, hey, I'm glad you're here today. Would you do it? I'm glad you're here. Oh, man, so good. It goes so good to be able to jump back in the Word. We're in a series right now. If you don't know, if you're new here, uh, we're in a series called Jehovah. And um, when you hear that word Jehovah, we're, we're talking about the one true living God when we say that. And so we see in Scripture that, again, there is one true God, Yahweh. He is the one true living God. And so when we speak here and we're talking about the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, this triune Godhead that, that we speak of today, we're, we're using the name Jehovah in this series because, again, that's how we see it translated here for us. And it is Jehovah. And uh, we're learning something. Again, when you see Jehovah, typically a lot of times you will see that followed with a name. And uh, we, again, have just been learning the Jehovah names of God. Um, it was kind of cool. Uh, Roger was sharing with me. It was after Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Rapha, our healer, the Lord who heals, that he, he was sharing that testimony, man, of how God healed his body. How many knows we serve Jehovah Rapha today who heals? Amen. That's what he does. And uh, I love it. Last week, we learned another Jehovah name of God, and it was Jehovah Sidkenu. Come on, somebody. You just that you can't say that and I feel like something just run up. Sid Kenu, and it is the Lord our righteousness. Man, I tell you, my my God is righteous, and not only is he righteous, the scripture says if we are in Christ, he is in us. We are also the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And so I love again how incredible again learning these names are not just names, their nature, their character. They're attributes of this God that we're speaking of, and we get to know him more. And I, I, I have. I just feel like I've gotten to know, to know him a little bit more in, these, in this series. And so I want today to look at, it's another Jehovah name of the Lord, another Yahweh name of God. And so when we see this today, we're talking about Jehovah Shalom, the Lord my peace. No, oh, man, it, this, is, this is one of those because I've seen this. The, the enemy is after your peace today. He is, he, is, he is after it. He is on a mission that is a goal of his is to destroy the peace in your life and to have you live a life of anxiety, live a life of fear, depression, worry, uh, that is, that it is something he is pers consistently, persistently pursuing today in your life. And he's out to destroy that today. But we have a God who's named Jehovah Shalom, who is able to bring peace in the midst of any situation. Yeah. Amen. That's the God I'm speaking of. Now, this name, now, Shalom is probably used, I was, I was kind of going through the list. This is probably the word that probably gets used standalone more than any other of the Jehovah names. Um, 
Oh, we, we not, not uh, probably many times do we go up and address someone and say, hey, what's up, Rafa, my bro? Yeah, you, you don't break out a Sid Kanu, my friend. Hey, hey Sid, you know, we, we, we don't use that often, uh, uh, you know, but this word shalom is used day in and day out. Not so much in our culture, but in modern Israel today, you, you would see this, this would be a greeting. So when someone would say hello to someone, say even goodbye to them, they would address them and they would use the word, say to them, shalom. Now, that's cool. Now, I, I think we should bring it back. Somebody told me after service, they said our next shirt should be shalom, bro. And, and so, like, just, like, we, we need that peace in our life. But I want us to understand something. This word is, is bigger than what we realize it is. Um, even when they address that to someone, they're not just saying hello. They're not just saying goodbye to them. They're even saying in meaning, they're even saying and addressing more than just peace be with you. It's bigger than that. And so this word is far greater than that. They're actually like saying something along the lines, may you be filled with a complete and perfect peace, I love this meaning, full of well-being, may health, prosperity, and peace of mind and spirit be upon you today. So shalom, my friend. Amen. And so may that be upon you today. And so we're using this big word, and, and this is a tragedy. I, I was thinking about this is how they address one another in Israel, and, and they're addressing and saying shalom, and they don't believe that Jesus is the Messiah, that Jesus is the Lord, that he is God who has come from heaven to earth and, and died in our place for our sin. They don't, they don't even believe that. So they're asking something. They're trying to declare something over someone that they don't even know. And so, again, it's not even possible today for them to have shalom without Jesus. You can't have peace apart from him. And they're saying, hey, shalom. Now, th this is the good news for me and you today. Peace is available for us. And it's available for anyone who puts faith in Christ. Now, in the story today, we, we see something here. It's an illustration, I think, of like modern day where we're at like right now. I mean, and this is amazing about the Old Testament. It's about the Bible itself. It's living. It's active. And, and when you see these stories in Scripture... You can read this Old Testament story written years ago and say, man, that happens like right now today. This is how we see this. Now, again, maybe not all the pieces, but an overall picture. And we see this here. So Judges 6, I, I want to hang out there. So if you've got yours, flip it back open. And in Judges chapter 6, uh, this is it's a story of the children of Israel. They they uh, God's going to raise up another leader because, uh, you know, again, their decisions, their choices. Oh man, it's one. It's like here we are again, kind of, kind of thing. Sometimes with the children of Israel and the children of Rogers is, and and the children of of all of us. Sometimes don't we feel like that? Sometimes like man, here we are again. But I love it. There's an answer, and, and and we see the answer in this story today. And in Judges chapter six, this is what happens. It says in verse one, then the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. Children of Israel did that chosen people made that choice. And so the Lord delivered them into the hand of Midian for seven years. Again, he allowed that because of their, their choices and their decisions. 
And the hand of the Midian prevailed against Israel. Because of the Midianites, the children of Israel made for themselves the dens, the caves, and the strongholds which are in the mountains. So again, made these places to go and hide. And so it was whenever Israel had sown, Midianites would come up, also Amalekites, and the people of the east would come up against them. Then they would encamp against them and destroy the produce of the earth as far as Gaza and leave no sustenance for Israel. Like come in and invade and maraud and take everything that they had sown and worked for. I've seen that happen. There was neither sheep nor ox nor donkey, for they would come up with their livestock and their tents, coming in as numerous as locusts, both they and their camels were without number, and they would enter the land to destroy it. So Israel was greatly impoverished because of the Midianites. And the children of Israel cried out to the Lord, which is the correct thing to do in those situations. Amen. But don't wait. Amen. Cry out to him before you get there. But it leads us to our first point this morning, and it's this, is that peace is optional. Mm. I want you to think about that for a second. Peace is optional. It's not mandatory. It's not one of those things that when, when God comes onto the scene that you're automatically going to walk in perfect peace. If, you, if you've been a Christian for any amount of time, you've been following Jesus any amount of time, you've seen this before. You understand that there is an option and there is a choice that you sometimes have to make because in this story today, the Gideons were there. They were living in a constant state of fear. Anxiety had gripped their heart. They were now hiding in places and they had gone. And, 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 and as a result, they found themselves just in constant fear from the enemy. Now, this is the tragedy. The tragedy is this. What they were supposed to have dominion over and once had dominion over, now had dominion over them. And man, that is not God's plan for your life. That is not the purposes of God. That is not what the plan is for him. He wants you to walk in victory in the areas of your life. And so, again, this is what happens. So, again, they would invade them. Now, I got this image in my mind. He's talking about the, all the camels that was coming in. I was like, man, were they invading on camels? Come on, man. I'm like, man, what kind of enemy is that? I mean, you know, they're coming in on, on the camels and just taking over. I'm like, man, but that's how the enemy works. He'll come in in any way he can. He'll ride in on anything that you open up to him, and he'll show up, and he will still kill and destroy the areas of your life, and he'll rob peace from you. Now, this is, this is what we just see here. We, we see in this story that now because, again, their rebellion, now they were enslaved by, again, what they once had dominion over. And now they find themselves in a place and a defeated enemy had rulership over them. And this is what the tragedy, again, this is why you have to walk in peace. No shalom, no Jehovah that I'm speaking of. Because if we don't walk in this authority that God has given us, we release that to the enemy and they will use that to come against you. 
And that's what we see in this story. So they come in, and a defeated enemy only has the power that we give to him. And so, again, we see that we, there's a defeated foe today named Satan. And, man, there is no reason today he should have any authority in your life. He shouldn't be ruling over you in any place. But, again, what we grant to him, he'll use. And so, again, we see this here. So this happened, and what's tough about this story as you read it, all of this is happening in the promised land. In the place where God has set up provision for them and the enemy's coming in and robbing and stealing and destroying. So this is what this tells me. This is what it tells me. You can be in the promised land, the presence of Jehovah be there, and you still not have peace. That means the day that you can be a faith or new church. Sunday morning. August 20th, hanging out. You could be a part of a small group. You could be on the worship team. You could be a pastor of this church. And you can still not have the peace that God wants you to have if you allow the enemy to come in and, to, and destroy the things, again, that God has provided for you. And this is what we see happen here today. And this is what's beautiful about this. Every bit of that that, can, that you may be facing, it can change in a moment. How? Peace. But it's optional. You have to say, yes, I want this. Now, this is what happens in the story. Verse 7. All right, let's keep reading. It said, And it came to pass when the children of Israel cried out to the Lord because of the Midianites, that the Lord sent a prophet to the children of Israel who said to them, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, I brought you up from Egypt and brought you out of the house of bondage, and I delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians and out of the hand of, the, of who oppressed you and drove them out before you and gave you their land. Also, I said to you, I am the Lord your God. Do not fear the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But you have not obeyed my voice. It's, it, I don't know, I had a pause here. I was talking to someone after service, and, and they said, isn't it amazing that when you allow sin to come in, it causes you to go into a place of hiding? Wow, think about it for a second. Man, and that's, so it happened to Eve in the garden. It happened to Adam. They, they went and healed when they allowed these things to come in. They were supposed to have been in perfect communion and fellowship with the, with the Lord. Now, verse 11, now the angel of the Lord came and sat under the terebinth tree, which was in Ophrah. That's not Oprah, by the way. That's not like, you get a tree, you get a tree. Hey, everybody gets, that's not what, this is not, this is not, that, not that. Um, which belonged to Joash the Abyssalite, while his son Gideon threshed wheat in the wine press. Now, again, get the picture. Gideon hiding out anxiety, fear, worry, totally. So far from shalom. While his son Gideon threshed wheat in the rhyme press in order to hide it from the Midianites, and the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, The Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. Some translations say warrior, you mighty man of war. You, you, you mighty man. Now, 
I don't know, I, again, wasn't there, but I, I just I can imagine Gideon for a moment to be sitting there in fear, sitting there in worry. I mean, what, like hoping somebody doesn't come in and steal his stuff and just in a place of fear. And somebody steps up and says to him, you mighty man of valor. I think he was probably maybe looking around and seeing who else was in the, in the wine press with him. Uh, what else was going on? What else is happening? But I love what the Lord will do. The Lord didn't call him, you fearful. You anxious. You scared. Insert it. You, you, I, I, he speaks to him and says, you mighty man of valor. And I love this about the Lord. The Lord doesn't look at where you're at right now and see what you are right now. He doesn't even see what you've been, which, again, a lot of us want to hang out in sometimes. He looks at what you can become and goes ahead and calls him that by name now. Woo, come on, I'm telling you, there's power in that. And so he speaks up. So today, listen, you're not addict. Well, you're not adulterer. You're not for. You're not failure. You're not anxious. You're a mighty man and a woman of God who God is raising up. You're a young person who's going to change your school and your environment. That's who God's calling you to be. And so, and I love this about my Lord. He calls him that right in the middle of eleven a.m. service at Faith or New Church. Right in the middle of where you're at right now, He says, "This is who you can be." How do you get there? It's by the peace of God that he brings, and it's only through him. Verse 13, Gideon said to him, Oh, my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened to us? I'm, I'm, it's okay. God's not, not scared when you ask questions. Okay? He doesn't, he's not, it doesn't throw him off his game. All right? And, and where are all his miracles which our fathers told us about, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. Then the Lord turned to him and said, Go in this might of yours, and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? So he said to him, Oh, my Lord, how can I save Israel? Indeed, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. Like the whole family, this dude's the weakest and the least. Like they had an arm wrestling competition, and Granny would, would put him down. Amen? Like that's this dude, he's the weak link of the family. He, he's, he's saying, I, I'm, I'm the one. I'm, I'm the weak link. But verse 16, 16, not according to what God says. And the Lord said to him, surely I will be with you. And you shall defeat the Midianites as one man. Then he said to him, If now I have found favor in your sight, then show me a sign that it is you who talk with me. God's cool with that. I, I, he's, he's, okay. he's good. He's good with that. Show, show me the, the sign that you know, you, you're there. Do not depart from here, I pray, until I come to you and bring out my offering and set it before you. And he said, I will wait until you come back. So Gideon went in and prepared a young goat, unleavened bread from an ephah, flour, the meat he put in a basket. 
And he put the broth in a pot, and he brought them out to him under the terebinth tree and presented them. Verse 20 says, The angel of God said to him, Take the meat and the unleavened bread and lay them on this rock and pour out the broth. And he did so. Then the angel of the Lord put out the end of the staff that was in his hand and touched the meat and the unleavened bread and fire, (sighs) microwave, high wattage, all right, Uh, touched the meat and the unleavened bread and fire rose out of the rock, consumed the meat and the unleavened bread and the angel of the Lord parted out of his side. This is, this is a cool story. I, Gideon wanted a son from the Lord. He's like, if you're calling me to do this, I, I want to make sure it's you. Listen, the last thing we want to do is try to do something on our own strength. And that's not what I'm asking of you today. I'm asking you to walk in the strength that God has given you. I'm asking you to walk in the calling that he's placed upon your life. And so, again, he asked for this, and he's like, man, what do I do? I'm going to go prepare this. He runs, prepares the sacrifice, and, and what's beautiful, he prepares a meal. And he brings the meal in and he sets it before him. And immediately, it's, it's wow, the staff comes down, hits, and consumes the sacrifice. And Gideon was asking for a sign, and he's like, All right, you, I got, we're good. Okay, it's you, Lord, it's you. But I spoke to my heart this week when I was reading this. I don't know, just he prepares the meal. He puts it before him, and God comes in and consumes that. And I felt like God was saying this to my heart, like, I'm hungrier than you are. I I want this more than you want this. And I want you to know that today about the Lord, the peace that he has for you. He wants this more for you than you do. And it's available for you today and what God wants to pour into your life. And so what he wants to give to you, but it's an option that we have to say, yeah, I want all that you have for me, God. I want this in my life. And Gideon did something, and it's what we need to do. When God comes onto the scene, when he speaks to your heart, when he reveals himself to you, and when he declares this over your life, and it's what we should do this morning even, he prepares an altar before the Lord and he worships God. Now, this is interesting about this story. He worships him before he ever went out and won the victory. Because he got a revelation that God was with him. And anytime you get an understanding and a revelation that he's with you, that he has come, that you have him on your side, that is the thing that can bring peace into your situation. And it is the presence of him. It is his pre- And this is why he was getting ready to go into war. We don't put peace and war together often. It's like they're contradictory of one another. But here's what God was saying to him. In the midst of war, you can have my peace. And this is how this works, man. Peace is not the absence of war. It's the presence of Jehovah. And so, again, you can be right in the middle of a situation today. Might be getting ready to go in something, but you're not going to go into that thing by yourself. You're going to go into that situation knowing that he's with you. And when he's with you, you can have peace in the midst of every storm. 
Now, again, this is the choice for us today. It's like an option that we made, but this is the good news. And my second point, there's only two this morning, and it's this, is that peace is here. It's here this morning. We're not asking peace to come today. We're not hoping that it shows up this morning. Peace is here today and it's available for you today. You don't have to be in fear, anxiety. None of those things have to grip your heart anymore. None of the things that you had dominion over that maybe because of your own choices that you have allowed dominion now have come and have dominion over you. It can change today when Jehovah Shalom walks into your life and peace shows up in the room. But here's the good news. It's here. It's here today, and it's to the person of Jesus, and I love it. Isaiah, we've been seeing some incredible prophetic words in these Jehovah messages, in these Jehovah names. We've been seeing that list. This, is, this is all fulfilled through Jesus. This is the answer to what we're speaking of, and I love that. This verse usually only gets used around Christmas time, but I like it, and I think we should use it more often. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. We see, again, another prophetic messianic word is speaking of who's to come. And it says in verse 6, it says, For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. Come on, it's a gift to you. And the government will be upon his shoulder. And his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Come on, say that. Say peace today. Amen. That's how you that's, that's who's available. It's here today. But this is what you have to do. You have to set your mind on peace. You have to think and believe again that God has that available for you. And it is a mindset. It is a mindset that you have to have. And I'm not one of those like mind over matter guys just trying to be a positive thinker. I'm not, that's not what I'm talking about. But there is an area that we have to set our mind in. And this is one of those. Because in Romans chapter 8 verse 6, he says, to, for, for to be carnally minded is death. Come on, it's death. It destroys you. But to be spiritually minded is life. And peace. Who is it is the peace of God. So where is your mindset at today? Well, set it upon him. Set it upon the Lord. And this is what we see in this story. We see in this area that this guy who was in fear, walking in, walking in this, literally anxiety gripping in his life, hiding from everything and everyone, Jehovah Shalom shows up. And changes his entire existence. He becomes a warrior for the kingdom. He actually ends up being placed as a judge over Israel. He gets put in position and raised up because he said, yeah, peace is here. And I want that in my life. And this is what God wants to do for you today. He wants to give you peace. He wants to be your Jehovah Shalom, your Jehovah Rapha, your Jehovah Sidkenu. Whatever it is that you need, he's here today for you. And in Philippians chapter 4. Verses 6 and 7. Oh, man, what a beautiful passage. love this verse when it comes to the subject of walking in peace. It says this, verse 6, be anxious for nothing. Come on, be anxious for nothing. That's easier said than done, right? Come on, amen. And I'm thankful that he didn't just say be anxious for nothing and expect us just to do that on our own, figure it out. Because that's what I'd try to do. I would try to do that. I'd be like, okay, let me figure this thing out. But he says, be anxious for nothing. How? How is it that I get to the place to where fear doesn't have a grip on me? 
Anxiety does not control me. I'll walk in the peace that God wants to provide. And he lays this out in a beautiful three-point message. He says, but in everything, by prayer and supplication and with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And this is the promise of verse 7. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. I have read this passage sit beside parents who've lost their children. I've read this passage and prayed this over people who have lost spouses. And I have watched the peace of God come into the room. It's here. He's not coming. He's here. And it's available for us today. I want to invite you to stand if you would, please. And there are three things in this. And again, it could be a whole other message. But I want to give you the short version. And those three things this morning, if you've noticed what he said to do, be anxious for nothing. But then again, didn't expect us to figure it out. He said, do it like this. And it was prayer and supplication and living a life of thanksgiving. That's worship to the Lord. And if, you, if you've been around here more than five minutes, you've probably figured out those are three things that we believe, teach, go after around here. And that's prayer. We open up our altars every day, every Sunday, every time we gather. We believe in the power of prayer. We believe that when we pray together today, God's going to do something in your life. It's his promise of peace to come. And he said supplication. The word means this. To simplify it, it just means to simply this. It's to seek him. Children of Israel began to seek other things. And it's when we seek him, when we pray to him and seek him, and then live this life of thanksgiving and worship unto the Lord, peace walks into the room. And I want you, if you would, if you don't mind, would you bow your heads and just close your eyes with me this morning? I asked a question early in this message. I said, could you use some more peace today? And many in this room immediately answered and said yes. But it's an option. And it's one thing that God wants to give you. And it's here today, but you have to call on him as Gideon did. And recognize that he is here. Recognize that he is with you and receive what God has. And he said through prayer, through seeking him, through thanksgiving, there'll be a peace that surpasses all understanding. A peace that does not even make sense to you. But it's only through him. I don't know if you noticed the wording in the text today, but he said, the Lord is peace. And he, that means this. He doesn't just only, not only bring peace to you, that's who he is. And it's here this morning. Many of you said, yeah, I could use more peace in my life. And I want to ask it one more time to every person this morning to say, say I need Jehovah Shalom in my, my life right now just to show up. I need the wholeness, the, the, the peace of God, everything that, again, that he brings that he wants to make available the things that God wants to pour in. If, if you could use that and use some more peace in your life, I want you just to lift up your hands to, to the Lord right now. Yeah, yeah, many hands, many hands, yeah. And this is his promise. Pray. Uh, yeah, we're going to do that. Seek me. Yes, we're going to go after him. 
and thanksgiving to him. So, Father, we thank you right now. We worship you. We praise you. We honor you in this room, Lord. Lord, as we just seek you, God, as we go after you, Lord, we, we just pray today, Lord. And as we pray, God, we just thank you, Lord, that peace is going to leave this room right now. It's going to leave hearts and lives right now. It's going to flow over every person in this place right now. As our, wor- as our worship team begins to minister in a song and as our prayer team begins to come, if you lifted a hand or if you just need more peace in your life or if you need to say yes to Jesus, you need to surrender to him, you need Rafa today, you need the healer, you need the righteousness of God. It's Jehovah and he's here and he's with us this morning. So if you could use that in your life, you need more of him. Or if you just want to just come and spend some time in Thanksgiving, we want to open up our altars now. And as they minister in song, we invite you to come today to experience Jehovah Shalom, the Lord, our peace. Amen. Let's pray. Let's go after him. Thank you again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you today. If you need prayer or a lot to support this ministry through giving, stop by faithrenewed.org.